Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Well, guys, it's a new season, and we got a new sponsor here on the show. So first of all, let me just ask. You remember the days when you were always ready to go? You want to increase your performance, get that extra confidence back in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue. Like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. You take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you can benefit from extra function, more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online, strips straight to your door in a discreet package, no doctor's visit, no waiting at the pharmacy, none of that awkwardness. It's made in the USA, since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, I got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com, get your first shipment free when you use our promo code armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's blue, B L U E, chew.com, promo code armchair. Try it for, for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring our podcast. All right, let's go on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Old Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Another episode here. We're, uh, what, five games through the football season, John? Is that right? I guess that's correct at this point. Yep. Two, two and three, played Alabama, started the freshman at quarterback, other freshmen came in later, no idea what Corral's injury status is, so not sure how long we're going to be seeing these guys uh, at QB. But um, I don't know. Basically, John, before I get your thoughts and we jump into this, really my takeaway, people seem encouraged by the Alabama game. You know, they scored 31 points. And sure, that's good. I think it's partially a product of Alabama's defense this year, not being, you know, one of Saban's best. But I think the thing about this team is that they aren't terrible necessarily. They're not a good team. You know, you hope they can keep improving every week, get better every week. But nothing we've seen so far rules out the possibility of three and nine. And and the crazy thing about that is I don't even know if three and nine means that Matt Luke gets fired. I have no idea what's going to happen. You know, games like this past Saturday at Alabama. That's to me. That's kind of the type of losses that will get Matt Luke extended another year, if that makes sense. You know, it, it, that's just kind of that's kind of how I see it playing out now. 
they, they could still lose a lot of games. People are going to be like, well, the team's young. You know, they need experience, blah, blah, blah. I, I just think that it's a, it's a total rebuild. And whether you let Matt Luke rebuild the roster and then try to hire a coach to use those guys, whether you fire him, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be faster either way. It's just kind of, I think we have to accept that the program is, um, it's it's been terribly damaged in the past three years or so, um, and climbing out of that hole is going to take a while. But hey, you know they they scored thirty one points at Alabama. I guess I guess people are happy about that. Yeah, I thought it was progress from where they've been. Um, if you look at number of plays and time of possession and everything, they were. I mean, they actually they competed from that perspective. Well, time of possession. I mean, it, it helps when Alabama could score on our secondary like in two plays, right? They put some drive. I mean, offensive line played probably better than anybody realistically thought they could. I agree with that. Is it is it true? I didn't watch the game too closely. Um, I know you were you were expecting also to be out uh, purposefully not watching it, but I, I think Eli Johnson didn't really play very much at center, which is a a, a good improvement for sure. But, yeah, I mean they played better at the line of scrimmage from that perspective. They got secondary got smoked, although uh, you know Sinquez Golson got smoked as a freshman came back. I mean, against Alabama, it takes. Yeah, and I mean, this is a this is a, a really good passing QB for Alabama, um, and they obviously always have really good like wide receiver talent. So I'm not gonna like fault them too much for getting burned by those guys. That's 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 not necessarily an indication of their ceiling or anything else. Yeah, I think if, if they beat Vandy this weekend, mm-hmm. they, they can feel pretty good. They'll at least have some curiosity with the fan base. You think if they beat Vandy this weekend, there's a the people will again start believing when they go on the road at Missouri the week after? I don't think anybody's believing they're getting to six and six yet, but they, they at least say, you know what, this team could maybe com- you know, keep it interesting on the road against Missouri. Yeah, I liked uh, I like what Richrod said today. They were asking him who the QB was going to be, and he said, um, "Everybody will know who the starting QB is around six thirty-five, and the game starts at six thirty. So that was pretty funny. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, like I said, I think they could they could lose every game on the schedule left except for that uh, that one non-con game against some cupcake. I forgot who it is, but." I mean that's very possible, but yeah, you're right. I mean they could they could win this week. I think they're a favorite. We'll get to the lines later, but I know they opened the touchdown favorite. Um, well, I just got to say before we do though, my lock of the week hit again. What about yours, John? I didn't look. <laughs> I had Clemson twenty-seven and a half. I oh, that didn't. Yeah, I forgot. Okay, lock of the week is trash. Should have taken Ohio State. I may just have to go back to them blind this week. Yeah, we'll see when we get get to the lines of the week. But, yeah, I mean, kind of a weird Saturday across the board with that UNC game. I mean, I don't know if we we want to talk about other games quite yet, but I just got to ask, what do you think about going for two in the situation? I mean, it's a a decent call, I guess. They didn't have a good play for it. Run a better play. Yeah, but they're they're trying to shorten the game. You know, you're trying to get out of there with an upset. I understand that, um, but that long go play on the two point conversion was um, befuddling. I would say. Yep, that's the Phil Longo we know and love. That's right. That's right. Um, back to Ole Miss, Alabama. I don't want to talk about this, but honestly, the story for me in the first half was just how terrible some of the calls were. I mean, the stuff that sticks out to me was. Like um, uh, the kicker, or, no, maybe the maybe it was Mac Brown. The punter got called for tripping when he when he tackled a punt returner. Do you under Do you know anything about that rule? I don't understand how a tackle is tripped. Like he he didn't use his feet or anything. Like he tackled him with his hands. I just don't. I don't get that. The end of his leg out enough to where they if they oh I didn't oh I didn't think so. I thought he dove at his ankles. I, I'm not gonna go back and watch it. But uh, and then at the end of the first half, there was uh, just an insane like pass interference no call. There's like ah, it's fine. Just go to the go to the halftime. 
And then, of course, their their first touchdown, I don't know, the punt return rule, they said, I, I didn't know that, or I forgot, that you can't, you can't advance a, a muffed punt. I didn't see that play. I have I have no idea whether he really muffed it or not. Well, he he did, but the ball never touched the ground. So I thought I thought that was a live ball. But you know, it, that's the beauty of watching a team play Alabama. The refs are going to teach you a bunch of new rules you had no idea because you've never seen them enforced before. It's just it's that's the fun part of it, John. It's educational. Exactly. I mean, you're going to get fucked over six ways from Sunday on whatever form of inside job. Yeah, you're going to learn some new some new football rules apparently. Um, I'm trying to think anything else of the game that was really notable. I mean, I don't think any major injuries. Patrick Lucas tore his Achilles, young defensive tackle. I mean, not good for depth, but um, uh, oh, some some uh, some freshman caught touchdown pass. Did you see that Mingo touchdown? That was pretty sick. Yeah, that looked like uh, he's he wears number one. It looked like the Laquan back shoulder Alabama touchdown. So that was yeah. cool. And then uh, I wasn't even watching at the end, but Grant Tisdale came in, threw a couple of passes to score a, a TD in garbage time. Um, you know, I, I think Plumlee was interest, like a, probably the right pick because Alabama historically, you know, struggles with mobile quarterbacks. It, it, it worked at various times on the day. But, um, I mean, Tisdale looks pretty good too. Tisdale has a lot of experience playing in – Texas, big high school football, running an offense. So I don't know. I, I wonder if he uh, if he's going to be a starter down the line too. I have no idea. Um, you mentioned offensive line. Agree they played better. I yeah. I don't know how much you can only really take away from the game other than that. Was- I think we'll know a lot more about what they gained from playing Alabama if they or if they even gained anything. Yeah. But what happens against Vanderbilt? Can they uh-huh. translate that into a, we're going to go out there and take care of business against Vandy, or is it going to be a flash in the pan and they got to go yep. struggle for four quarters? To Yeah, I mean, it's either either we're going to see it this weekend, we're going to see improvement, or it's just a true moral victory. Absolutely nothing was gained in that, you know, scoring 31 points at Alabama. So that those are kind of the two outcomes. Um. I don't really know how what else to say about this team. It's definitely wait and see mode, much as it has been throughout the season so far. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't have much to say about them really. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough on the field for Ole Miss. Okay, off more interesting at this point. Yeah, so you got to You're gonna educate me about this, right, John? Yeah, we're gonna go with a short and simple version here. Okay, thank you. You don't want to dive into a 30-minute deal, which is frankly probably better. It's for the so, best. Basically, long story short, did you see the article, your buddy uh, Ganacho? Are you buddies with Ganacho? Yeah, I know Adam. Uh, you I know him. I'd like to say we're buddies. Uh, you know, we, we follow each other on Twitter. We've met in person a few times. He's a great guy. Um, pretty cool. Did you see Mississippi Today article? I saw the article. Sad to report, I haven't read it. Sorry, Adam. I will read it. I will give you the page views. And also, I'm a uh, big fan of Mississippi today. Got some connections to it back in the uh, the state, back where I, you know, the old circles I used to run in. So definitely supporting uh, the work he's doing. So catch me up to speed. What did what did Adam report in a? Make a long today? story short, they're de- they're they're bringing eight people back for mm-hmm. interviews for the chancellor position. Now, do you have your computer in front of you? Yeah, of course, we're recording a podcast, John. Okay, making sure. Well, I'd do it off the iPad after I, I forget. Jesus Christ, your dedication to the show is, is showing. Hey, I'm here. Lack yeah. of. You are here. All right, wait, All you, right. you want me to go to MS we're, today? We're going to go down this list, mm-hmm. and we're going to go with their title. They got type person, title, university. I want to look up the uh, current number of students in the endowment for each of these schools. Okay, hold on. So... Uh, I'm on this Okay, got it, got it. I found the article. Okay. First sure. listed is Michael Benson, president of Eastern Kentucky University since 2013. Okay. Eastern Kentucky is located in Richmond, Kentucky. They have an enrollment of 13,000. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find this uh, endowment. The endowment of 53 million. 53 million. Yeah, I was getting there. Okay. Okay, that's okay. fine. So 13,000 people, $53 million endowment. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Number two is Kelly Damphouse. Or Arkansas. who's saying it? Two S's there. She's got two S's. Chancellor of Arkansas State University since 2017. Freeze coach there that should almost disqualify her. I guess we need female yeah. here. 50, okay, don't say that. $54 million endowment there. They have a enrollment of 21000 system-wide. Okay. Yep. Sharon Gaber, president of the University of Toledo since 2015. University okay. Also, of- also, John, I suspected this. I was right. Kelly Dampouse is a man. Okay. I'm just saying. I, I knew there was one woman, and Sharon's clearly the woman. Okay, Sharon so. Gaber. University of Toledo. Okay, let me look this up. Yep. University of Toledo. Are you trying to establish a pattern here, John? Oh, to- I'm just Toledo. Saying, we're just trying to say which one of these is not like the other. Toledo has a $455 million endowment. Dang, I would not have guessed that. That's yeah, they have 23,000 students. Yeah, I mean, that's Ole Miss has, what, like a $700, $800 million endowment? So, I mean, nothing to sneeze at. It's over seven now. Yeah, nothing to sneeze at. Bill Hardgrave. Okay. Yep. Uh, what's – oh, Auburn. Okay, sorry, the ad was covering it up. Well, we don't need to look up Auburn. It's it's a big school, but that's the yep. provost and senior VP of academic affairs. Yeah, very similar position to what Vitter held. Not which the is not the head not man. Fair, not fair at all to hard hard grade. <laughs> yeah, but don't frankly, look, we don't. Just, we just went this route. So all right, Robert Morris University. That's the yep. next person. Who's this guy? Uh, Chris Howard. Yep. All right, Robert Morris has uh, what about five thousand students? They have an endowment of $36 million. Okay. All right. So I think I see. Uh, so, Sharon Ga- so Sharon Gaver manages another huge, zero than all these other people. So yeah, far. A huge, a huge school. So I think, I think I might see where the problem is right here. Cal Mayo, founding partner of Mayo Mallet PLLC in Oxford. Who the hell is Cal Mayo? Dickie Scruggs in a costume, maybe? I don't ah, know. I think you might be right. So he graduated from UVA Law School, 1989, Ole Miss Accounting School, 1986. Whoa, look at his... Oh, so does he represent the university? One of his cases is Nut v. Ole Miss Athletics. Was he okay? Was he defending Ole Miss or was he on Nuts? I think he must have been you defending know, Ole Miss. I'd be okay hiring a lawyer in certain respects here. I guess. Yeah, okay. I, think, I think this guy defends Ole Miss in some lawsuits, it seems. All right, he's good. Oh, real. He was Ole in Miss. Wyatt v. Scruggs enforcement of arbitration provision. Uh, Cheryl v. NCAA. That's fun. Um, Young v. Scruggs. Just look at this is on his own website. Scott Please. Scott v. Ole Miss age discrimination claim involving immunity under the Eleventh Amendment. Interesting. All right. All right. So he so he's unique. Uh, yeah, I think that's seven. Seventh is Robert Robbins, president of the University of Arizona since okay. 2017. They have an $848 million endowment and 44,000 students. That's pretty solid. So, in other words, they are bigger and better than you are today. You go, well, in university national rankings, mm-hmm. uh, 117th U.S. News, Ole Miss is like in the 390 range this year. U.S. It, news, but why is he? He's been in office since June 2017. Why? Oh, he he went to Millsaps and Ole Miss Law. It looks like, but why is he? Why is he leaving Arizona? They want him out. That's that's something you got to ask here. No, no, no. Well, okay. So you really haven't been paying much attention to this. Why would I follow this shit, John? Oh, this is, is it, pretty cool. He was the president and CEO of the TMC here in Houston. That's the biggest med center in the world. This guy's pretty he, legit. I right, go ahead. Yeah, he, he he has Mississippi ties and wants the job. Okay? He's a cardiac surgeon. Wait, but he wants the job. Why? Is there a reason given? Mississippi tie. He he wants the job. Interesting. He wanted the job three years ago. They said, "Oh, you have a running university." Blah blah blah. So I mean, he why are we not? He, this guy should be the front runner, right? Is he is he the front runner? We'll come back to that in a second. Final. Fred Slaubach, president of Texas, Texas Wesleyan University since 2011. Let's look over Texas Wesleyan. What are they? All right, they got endowment of 39 million, enrollment of 3,300. Look at it in Fort Worth. Not, All right, not great. Based on this, 
I mean, Robbins is the clearly the most qualified person. Yes, right? both both from an executive standpoint and an academic administration standpoint. Obviously, he should be the front runner. Are you telling me there's bad news? He wants news? the job. Is there bad news for me coming from you? But he doesn't. But here's the deal. He actually, in the eye, in the eyes of the outside world, he's taking a step down sure. to go from Arizona to Ole Miss. Sure. So his terms are: you get on a plane, you have to come to me, agree to my conditions, mm. and I get the job and fuck the process. Okay. But they can go hire a guy that's actually running like a competent, you know, a school like Arizona. Sure. They're what? But they won't get on a fucking plane and go do it. So you're, you're telling me that they're not going to meet that term? They're saying you have to come here to, to do they it? Will, they should be on a fucking plane and get him. But they're not going to do it. It's, it's the dumbest shit ever. I don't care about if he... If half the IHL doesn't totally get along with him because of what they want to do with the medical school, that's stupid. Get that's, on. They should have been on a plane already. But that's they've already, pretty stupid. Well, the IHL doesn't care about Ole Miss, John. They don't care about getting the best candidate they can get. Beyond, we all know that. Um, we know that. They, the, the IHL is that they want to consolidate power within the IHL. They're not. I'm not surprised by this by this update from you. I'm not either. But it's just like they. I mean. They could have had a, you know, a pay, from a chancellor standpoint, they could have had probably the closest thing they could get to a Peyton Manning, but they're going to find a way not to do it. So, is it what about uh, what about Glenn Boyce? Is he still in the running? Uh, well, I'm not convinced that the the just because they have this list of eight doesn't mean that's who's, one of them is going to be chancellor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Glenn I mean, Boyce used to be the head of the IHL, so I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, yep. You know. Hmm. But at, at least maybe it's not Chip Pickering, right? That was uh, that was going to be bad. They're going to miss getting – Robbins is probably the most is, – is in many ways probably the, the best guy you could ever conceivably want to have a chance of hiring to take this job. Yet the IHL, the system, all the environment is basically going to screw this up. Or, not, or, or make – well – Screw it up's not the right way of putting it. Basically, make it to where it's not really tenable. I don't know. Screw it up. Screw it up's probably the right way to put it. What happened this weekend was basically, so the the, the detailed scuttlebutt is Arizona's getting an NOA because of the basketball shit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're in a big fundraising campaign. So all, so everybody in Tucson's like basically telling Robbins, look, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna leave or you're really interested in the Ole Miss job and gonna leave and take it, you need to go. You need to go figure this out fast because we, we, you know, we like you. We want to keep you. By all accounts, Arizona is their first choice by far is keep Robbins, lock him down. But if he's going to leave and go back because of personal ties, whatever, you know what? We wish you well, but we have to make a decision on our own and move forward. So he could screw that, you know, he could, for him, he could lose positioning with that gig but he's not guaranteed the old miss gig if he goes and formally participates in the process yeah but still it sounds like this guy he could lose both jobs and i'm sure he'd be doing just fine like with his with his resume he'd probably step into a a prominent executive position somewhere else some other hospital some university but yeah i mean i think i think it is you know malpractice on the part of the ihl if, if truly they're not willing to interview him if he doesn't you know, meet some terms of their travel demands or whatever. That's a little ridiculous. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. That sounds like the IHL. It sounds about right. Um, and I can't talk about the IHL for too long because it's just stupid. And collectively, I think we've spent several hours over the course of this podcast life discussing uh, how dumb the idea that there's a board of trustees for all the schools in the state and the schools, like basically they're not incentivized by the success of any individual school. You just kind of have to hope that they want every school to do well, but that's kind of blind to the fact that the schools compete with each other for a lot of things. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's it's a stupid position. Uh, it's just a stupid uh, fact of life that has to do with the state government of Mississippi. It's nothing new to us. So yeah. That is what it and is. 
right, there. I ran it about the chance of search. Hard, I'm good. It's hard to imagine that uh, Mississippi has any problems, any any brain drain, any anything like that. You know, it's such a well-run place. So it's so progressive and forward-looking. Amen. <sighs> All right. Well, that was fun, John. Thank you. Let's talk about college football scores from the weekend. First of all, I was kicking myself on Friday night. I thought Penn State over Maryland might have been a good choice for lock of the week. They won 59-0, so congrats to that. Mm-hmm. Our uh, our Cal Golden Bears lost to uh, uh, Sherm, Herm Edwards. Herm, that's what yep. I meant to say. Yep. Yep. So that's not great. It's not great for them, but uh, I, mean, I think they probably were a tad overrated after barely beating Washington and then Barely, honestly, barely beating Ole Miss in a game that Ole Miss played very poorly and is also not a very good team. The game that Ole Miss just—if Ole Miss had been as efficient as Cal was from a red zone perspective, Ole Miss wins. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, Wisconsin kind of sleptwalked to a win over Northwestern after beating up on Shea last week. Speaking of Shea, got right a little bit over Rutgers, fifty-two to zero. I don't know what happened later in that game, but I saw some of the. Uh, the cut-ins earlier in the day, and they were all talking about how Shea has uh, had two rushing TDs and stuff, like as if that's a good – like if Shea has rushing TDs, that means things are not going well for him elsewhere. Like I, it's just funny. Like it, when Shea break, – when the pocket breaks down and Shea bails out, that's not a good sign if you're a, if you're a fan of a team that Shea Patterson's the QB of. But, you know, who, who's to say? Um Oklahoma beat up on Texas Tech. You think Oklahoma's a playoff team, John? They're number six right now. Um, I, gun, I think they go undefeated. I think they. So they're in. This. They're in. Uh, but I, I think they lose to whoever they play in the semi. Mm. Yeah, that seems right. What if they put Alabama versus Oklahoma in that semi? Um, it's a storyline. Uh. But, it feels made for TV. It does, but the thing is, Alabama would have to be the number one seed in that situation. They have to get past LSU and Georgia still, so... Hmm. I'm actually going to be interested oh, to see Alabama runs some... the table. They're going to be the one seed off of their schedule. Exactly, but I think they might lose one and end up at a lower seed. Yeah, Alabama's got... They're not as... They're, they're not as top-line... As top no, they're beatable. As they've been. I, I think their Clemson, line play isn't as good as it has been in years. Clemson past. and Georgia have put chinks in the roster there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, honestly, like I think Alabama's going to have to be careful in the in the Auburn game as well. I think LSU and Auburn, and then they got to play Georgia have, in the championship. Both I mean, have chance to beat yeah. them, and I think Georgia can beat them. Now, yep. I think Alabama's favorite against all of them, but I think sure. there's, but, but I think all. The, can beat them. Those are all losable games, uh, just like they're winnable games for Alabama. So it's a, that'll be interesting later in the season. Texas A&M over in Jerry World uh, had a bit of a rough 11 a.m. start against Arkansas. Um, honestly, good for Arkansas. I thought that even with Sarkle going out, you know, Ben Hicks came in. They looked a lot better than they have earlier in the season. Um, I don't think Texas A&M fans should fret. I mean, I think Jimbo will probably get it done there, even if it's not this year. I mean, it's only year two. You know, they lost to Auburn last week. They already lost to Clemson. Like, you know, just get the win. Just be happy you got the SEC West win, even if it is Arkansas. Move on. Every team has bad games. Um, Let's see. Oh, I did have to mention in that game, the funniest thing that I saw in that game was uh, the way that Starkle got injured. He he threw a, a a very a very bad pick to a defensive tackle on like an aborted screen pass, and then he he took himself out of the game tackling the the defensive tackle on the return. That's just to me that is a very funny way to get injured as a QB. Yep, that's a that's really good. Um, Notre Dame beat UVA thirty five to twenty. Michigan State won over Indiana forty to thirty one. Already talked about Clemson UNC. I mean, what do you what do you think about about Clemson and Trevor Lawrence? Like, do you really think that they're bad? Like, to me, I think they're unfocused. I don't think they care about these games. Um, as we as the group I was with this weekend and I were kind of talking about Clemson takes one shit a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, two That's years true. ago, they lost that game against Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Last year, they squeaked out of it mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Syracuse. Um, I think it gets their attention. Um. They got a ton of talent. Yeah, I 
frankly, it doesn't mean, especially since it happened earlier, relatively early in the season, still in the September time frame. Mm-hmm. I don't read too much into it. Yeah, I, I think that they they probably have what, a top two or three most talented rosters in the country. And yeah, there's three elite. There's three rosters that are distinguished: Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. Yeah, and then LSU is is right there below that. I mean, there's probably what five or six teams in the next year. And then you're probably Ohio State, LSU. Auburn, Ohio oh. State. Yeah, I mean Auburn. That's how I would rank rosters. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Um, let's see. SMU back in the rankings for the first time since the death penalty. That's fun. Um, Florida 38 nothing over Towson. Kansas State loses Oklahoma State 13-26. to UCF uh, gets back after losing to Pitt last week. Scores 56 on UConn. Auburn scored 56 on State. State scored 23. I think that game was most notable because uh, State was out of that game after like nine minutes. I mean, it was like 21 nothing, but before uh, maybe maybe six minutes. It was super fast. They like fumbled a kickoff, and it just uh, it was kind of an impressive defeat. I, I'll be interested oh, to Auburn see. Auburn goes and wins and wins at Florida this weekend. I think they oh, that's at huge. That point yeah. become become a national title contender. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. I mean, they got the defensive front. They they got Gus's offense working. They can they can rush. Uh, you know, I haven't watched yeah. a ton of Auburn this season. Go ahead. They got a, a legacy QB named Bo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I think I think Auburn being good this year makes the SEC and comfortable as a whole a lot more interesting from my perspective. Um. You know, in any game on Alabama's schedule that can actually be a good game is a is a net positive for the sport. Um, no idea what's going to happen with State. I think their grad transfer QB started the game and then maybe got injured again or something. Not sure he was out and the freshman came back in. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're not happy with Moorhead right now, but you know, they're not going to fire him after two years. So I think his job is safe. Uh, I just don't really know what's going to happen to them this season. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, winning that Kentucky game last weekend was very important for them from a you know a seven seven-ish wins perspective. But there are definitely more losses coming, and they still have to play LSU and Alabama and A and M. Um, so, and hell, they got to play Ole Miss. That game's always weird. So who knows? Yeah. Um, Ohio State, this has to be a cover, right, John? Yeah, 48-7 to over Nebraska. That game was being hyped up for some reason. Just destroying not, Frost. Yeah, byproduct of not a good slate. Plus, the, Nebraska was picked to win the Big Ten West, which I meant. <laughs> yeah, and it's a brand. You know, Nebraska's a brand, so they people want to say that they're going to be back. And maybe they will be eventually with Frost. But we were at a bar uh that late afternoon, early evening time of day. Uh, and there were a bunch of Ohio state fans there for some reason. This is just down the street from our house here in Houston. Uh, and it's just bizarre. It's, it's weird being in a place with Ohio state. Fan. I mean, there's, there's fans of every team around, but Ohio state fans are just like, Oh God, I got to deal with this now too. It was, it was fun though. It, you know, they weren't playing any team that I cared about. So didn't really mind that much. It was just, I'd never really been around Ohio state fans before. Um, Utah beat Leach 38-13. Arizona beat Chip Kelly. And Khalil Tate was out, right? That's what my coworker told me. He said he tried to get on this game because uh, he thought UCLA would win with Khalil Tate out and they still lost. So that's something. That's pretty much it for last week, John. Um, Do we want to move into the week ahead? Yep. Let's do it. All right. Heading over to my bookie, of course. Uh, you know the deal. Sign up with my bookie. Use our promo code chair. All that good stuff here. Angie talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, all right. I haven't looked at the slate of games at all, John. Uh, are there are there good are there good games this weekend? Let's find out. Let's find out together. So looking through these lines, UNC at Georgia Tech. Uh, Longo and Mac Brown minus 10. Okay, I think Georgia Tech's pretty bad this year. Their head coach is that, uh, is Jeff Collins, right? That's the guy that like coached under Mullen. Yep, that's correct. Okay, Texas at West Virginia, Texas minus 11. 
Penn State minus 27 and a half hosting Purdue. Tulane minus three and a half at Army. Iowa, Michigan at noon is interesting. Yeah, I was ranked. I didn't even mention them on the the kind scores. of a last grasp for Michigan in many ways. I expect to, I think Iowa goes in there and wins. Yeah, Iowa just won this past weekend, uh, forty eight to three over Middle Tennessee. They're ranked fourteenth. Is Iowa undefeated? I'm assuming. Yeah, they're four and zero. Who have they played? So they beat Rutgers and Iowa State. Ah, they're pretty untested, John. They had a one point victory over Iowa State, and they beat Rutgers. That's about it. Yeah, but they are not a proven fraud. When you go play a proven I fraud, guess, you have I guess. To I mean, I I agree that Michigan is not good, but I could see them beating an Iowa team that hasn't played anybody and being like, "We did it, guys. We're back." But whatever. Okay. Um. Yeah. What was that? That line was. Uh, where'd you see that? What was it? What was the line? Say it again. I don't have the line. I just have the schedule. Right, let me see here. Okay. We got uh, Michigan minus five. As the home team against Iowa, you know I don't. So if I don't, Iowa loses by a field goal, they cover. Yeah, I, mean, I, like that. I agree. I don't. I don't hate Iowa at all. There. Um, hmm. We got Auburn. Florida's good at three thirty. I'm just looking at the slate quickly. Sure, sure. Uh, Michigan State goes to Ohio State. Mm. It'll be interesting to see Fields and the offense against the Michigan State defense. That's actually a legitimate mm. test. Cal goes to Oregon. And Vandy yeah. Oldman. Uh, pretty, pretty. I mean, there's a couple of games, like you said, Florida Auburn, but there's a game at every meh, slot. Not meh. Overall, though, here's a line that I kind of like: Duke minus five hosting Pitt. I don't, I don't hate Pitt there. Um, Kansas State minus two hosting Baylor. Uh, Oklahoma State minus 10 at Texas Tech. Oklahoma State, I think, is a safe bet there. I don't think Texas Tech is any good. But maybe that's an overreaction to Oklahoma scoring a bunch on their defense. Mm. Wisconsin minus 37 hosting Kent State. I could see Wisconsin covering that. Um, How bad is Virginia Tech? Miami... uh, Miami, Florida is minus 13 and a half hosting them. Duke kicked their ass last weekend. Like, absolutely kicked their ass. So, okay. It, West, Virginia Miami. Tech is uh, is Neil Brown, right? We established that? Uh, Neil Brown's West Virginia, I think. West Virginia. Virginia Tech is uh, the guy from Memphis, right? Is that right? Yep. Fuente. Well, so what's going? He's been there for what, like four years by now, right? Why, uh, why are they bad? Uh, the fact that they suck this year is a bit concerning. Yeah, why are they so bad? I thought I when he was in Memphis, I thought he was going to do well at his next stop. That's kind of strange. And P- Pittsburgh Duke is actually like a sneaky, interesting game. Yeah, it's not bad. Watch it's on ACC Network, so I can't even watch it if I want to. But <laughs> it's Saturday at seven. Uh, Missouri is hosting Troy. Missouri minus 24 and a half. I think they cover, but I don't know if I lay that. Let me look at what Troy's scores have been so far this season. Let's see. So they beat Campbell 43-13. They scored 42 on Southern Miss. Southern Miss won. They beat Akron 35-7. Arkansas State scored 50 on them. I think Missouri Covers twenty four and a half. It's like Troy scored a lot. I don't know. They're, they've scored 43, 42, 35, and forty three. I don't know how good Missouri's defense is. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that one. Um, Hugh good Freeze. Luck. Hugh yeah. Freeze only a six point favorite at New Mexico State. That's pretty bleak. What is he? Uh, what's is he? Does he have a walker this week? Is he back to standing? I don't know. He... Has he been? Has he been progressing? I just saw a couple weeks ago when he had like the uh, the moving walker. Stage. I didn't see what he had last week or if they even played. Last I didn't week. see last week, uh, but I saw like the thing on the sideline where he like had like the musician stand and friends. Yep, uh, yep. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Normal guy there. Um, just doing normal stuff. You mentioned Cal at Oregon. I think Oregon's minus seventeen and a half, but it looks like uh, my bookie's showing both of them minus seventeen. Feels high. Yeah, that that feels high. Um, what's Oregon done since that Auburn loss? 
Well, they've won every game. They scored 77 on Nevada, 35 on Montana, 21 on Sanford. Yeah, I don't think they're going to cover 17.5. If you scored 21 on Stanford... 21 on Auburn. I don't I don't know how many you're, I mean you are you really going to score like 28 35 on Cal? I don't know. And I don't, I don't think Cal's offense is is so terrible they can't score once or twice. Um, Florida Auburn's open as a pick em. Auburn minus 3 now. Here's a pretty good line I think, but maybe this is a kind of a sucker bet. Georgia minus 25 at Tennessee. I mean, I think Georgia scores at least... I think Georgia probably scores like 42. I think Georgia covers that. Yeah. And Georgia's defense is good. That's that's in my running for pick of her lock of the week, I think. What is the... The Florida money line may be a good bet if you get enough on so it. Let me look here. So, Auburn minus three at Florida. Ooh, I like Auburn there. I like Auburn minus three. I like Auburn, but Mullen. This feels like a game that Mullen could also steal. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Mullen, you trust Mullen way more in a game like this than Malzahn. That's true. That's true. And also, you think, you know, it's a letdown after they're going on the road. I think think Auburn stuffs Florida and wins this game like, you know, 24 to 7 or something like that. Very possible. Maybe predict it. But if if you told me Florida pulls one out, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Either. No, so. not at all. And you know maybe Auburn has a letdown after scoring fifty six against Mississippi State. I don't know. I think both teams get up for this, and I think Auburn wins. I think Auburn covers minus three. Um, but I'm with you. It's pretty unpredictable. Two two unpredictable uh, teams, I'd say, in that one. Um, mentioned Ole Miss still holding strong on my bookie minus seven hosting Vanderbilt at. 6.30 on Saturday. Um, that game, again, could go either way. Uh, Ole Miss, in theory, I guess, could cover. Vandy could definitely cover. Vandy could win the game outright. Um, I don't really know. Vandy's 1-3, but they've played teams a lot better than Ole Miss for the most part. Um, other than Purdue, they lost. So they also lost to LSU and Georgia. So you can't take a ton from those three losses. Um the one thing I'd say in Ole Miss's favor in that game is like they they are better against the run this year, so I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn, knock on wood, is going to hurt him as much. But you know, if Vandy can can find a way to to torch the secondary, wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they, like you said, that game's a gut check for Ole Miss. They can either look better, build off the Alabama game, win, and kind of get a little momentum back headed to Missouri. Or they can pretty much let the season spiral away because this is, um, you know, one of the two most winnable games left on the schedule. Yeah. Uh, let's see what other lines we got here. Um, Memphis minus sixteen and a half at UL Monroe. They covered just now against Navy, but it was tight for a while there. They were up. Um, Navy was up, I should say. But UL Monroe, you would expect Memphis could cover minus 16.5 there. Ohio State minus 21 hosting Michigan State. That seems high for a for a defensive team like Michigan State, right? A proud defense. Yes. To test for, for Ohio State, I guess, right? It'll be interesting. I kind of want to lock in uh, LSU minus 27.5 hosting Utah State. Yeah. I don't know where I was looking to based on the first pass through this. So don't they have a they have a game coming up the week after though? Don't they? Let me see. Hold on. Who do they get? Yeah. So they got they got Florida seven p.m. October twelfth. So maybe they're looking ahead past Utah State. That's an eleven a.m. kickoff. Maybe that's the thought. They just got to sleepwalk. Yeah, I or like I could see them throwing up a bunch of points and just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there it is. I agree. Uh, rounding out the lines, you got Boise State minus twenty three and a half at UNLV. One of my uh, my pick for the twelve and zero team this year. So, um, all right, John, you got anything for lock of the week? You got to get you got to get back to your winning ways. I still knock on wood have not lost a lock of the week yet. That is true. I do have one push, but collectively we're uh, we're what like seven two and one or something like that. It's not bad. 
We're not counting Wes's pick. Wes is not a permanent host. Sorry, Wes. You're not going into the season standings. Yeah, you're fresh and the whole thing. Yeah, you're messing up our averages. I really nothing. I mean, LSU jumped to me the most. Mm-hmm. You can have that one. No, you can have that one. I had a few other. I had a few other ones that came to mind, so I'll pick one of those. I'm gonna look through this one more time. Let's see. Not Missouri. The problem is I don't trust a lot of these favorites, and that's always worrisome. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of shaky at best favorites here. Yep. And there's no one that I just love. The Oregon's points. too many points. I don't give Washington that much on the road. Mm-hmm. I like Iowa. Mm-hmm. I like Georgia. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I, I think I. You want LSU? I'll take Georgia. Uh, I was thinking the opposite, but that's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. What do you want? I was thinking Georgia just now, but no, that's just, mm, hmm. Look, it's not complicated. College football is really not that damn complicated. Pick the roster and run. It's true. Uh, Yeah, no, I want Georgia. I want Georgia minus 25 at Tennessee. So you have Georgia minus 25. Yeah. Tennessee is a dumpster fire yeah now we'll take lsu minus 27 against utah state all right sounds good we uh we both kind of copped out on that but it is what it is we're trying to we're trying to get picks right we don't have any trying to win okay yeah we're not we're not trying to uh complicated make some some crazy picks um all right that's college did you watch any nfl this weekend uh a little bit but not much Okay, I have no idea what's happening right now on Monday Night Football, but it's two zero and three teams. Uh, big story from yesterday was probably Saints beating the Cowboys in a very uh, low-scoring field goal shootout type game. Uh, very impressed with Teddy Bridgewater. Really impressed with a lot of these backups. I mean, uh, the uh, the the kid from Leach's uh, program from Brandon and Jacksonville. He's he's doing well. They got a win. Um. Really thought Tampa Bay was going to blow it again after being up big on the Rams and almost giving it away, but they held on. Uh, my fantasy team uh, made so many points up in the afternoon session. Just insane days from Fournette. Big fantasy day from Gurley. Another uh, sneaky garbage time big day from Mike Evans. So even with Lamar getting blown out, my QB and Mark Ingram only having seven points, um, you know the, the beauty of Lamar is even in a loss he'll get to those garbage time points. So it all worked out okay. Um, again, just like I said last week, really, um, really enjoying this NFL season so far. A lot of a lot of fun stuff going on. Yeah, the Texans win or not? Are they lose? The Texans it? lost, and everybody wants to fire Bill O'Brien. Uh, it was just a it was a bad game. The parts of it that I saw, um, but they lost to the Colts, right? No, they lost was- to the Panthers. Yeah. yeah. The Colts were they playing the Jags? Is that who the Colts? No, who were the Colts playing? Colts lost to the Raiders. Right, 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 right. And uh, Burf Burfset or however you say his name is suspend, suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah, for a dirty right. hit. I mean, it was a dirty hit, but the only reason he's suspended is because he's done it before, right? Because it wasn't like out of the ordinary. He has a history, right? And right, suspending him for the season, right? Yeah. So uh, the Texans lost sixteen to ten to is it Kyle Allen? Who's the Who's the guy? Who's yeah? Kyle Allen is Cam's backup. Yeah. Interesting game with the um, the Bills and the Patriots. The Patriots almost lost. Yep, could not score an offensive touchdown, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. Let's see, what else? What am I forgetting from yesterday? Um, oh, so the Steelers are beating the Bengals 7-3. to Okay. Oh, the Vikings looked really bad. Um, the Bears beat them 16-6. to 
Kirk Cousins is a waste of money. Yeah, I mentioned the uh, I mentioned the Brown or I mentioned the Ravens getting blown out, but I did not mention it was the Browns. Uh, so kind of a, a big game for them. The Titans had a big game. We forgot about AJ Brown scoring two touchdowns. He looked really good, um, but it was against the Falcons, who were very bad. Uh, Daniel Jones had another solid game for the Giants, winning that one twenty four to three over Washington. Um, I thought the I think the Lions are one of the big surprises of the year off that Belichick tree, right? They lose the Chiefs thirty four to three, but it, it was their first loss. Um, they've had a pretty impressive running game. Uh, what's his face? Um, Stafford's played well. Who uh, the carry on Johnson? Yeah, that guy's that guy's a stud. He went he went to Auburn, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. Stafford, Stafford, Stafford. Um. Yeah, that's yeah. It was it was a fairly tame weekend. Week ahead, good matchups. You get Rams Seahawks on Thursday night. Pretty good for a good Thursday, Thursday game. Night game. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jags Panthers equally evenly matched. Battle the backups. Seattle beat uh they beat the Cardinals in the late session. That's in the, right. so in the three of, the three five slot. Yeah, I mean the Cardinals are just. Very bad, and it's not it's not uh, Kyler Murray. He's not bad, but uh, he's not bad for a first year guy. But the rest of the team is is pretty bad. Yep. Um, other good games this weekend. Buffalo at Tennessee. That that's kind of that's interesting. In yeah, I watched I watched that game. Um, Bucks at Saints. I watched because I have the interest in watching Mike Evans. Uh, Ravens Steelers. Chance for the Ravens to get right against uh, a not very good Steelers team. Uh, Bears, Raiders, okay. Colts, Chiefs. Again, still, I've said it last week, but uh, been impressed with the Colts so far. I mean, they've done better than I thought they would without luck. Uh, Browns, 49ers is a winnable game for, for Baker and OBJ. Packers, Cowboys, probably the best matchup of the week on paper here. Yep, I'm looking forward to Rams Seahawks on Thursday, and then uh, I actually Vikings Giants is interesting because I I think uh, the Vikings are coming off a bad loss. The Giants probably shouldn't win that game, but they they definitely might. Home is kind of a chance for the Giants. Yeah, to I think that I think Daniel Jones can win three in a row, which would be bad news for the Vikings, but uh, you know the Giants fans would be yep. ecstatic over that. And then uh, otherwise, the other matchups are only interesting from a. Uh, you know, see how individual players play. But Packers Cowboys, what do you think about that Cowboys loss yesterday? I know you're a Cowboys fan. How you how you feeling about the team after that one? Yeah, they hadn't. I don't think they've played anybody good yet. I still mm-hmm. think they could be pretty good. But can Dak move the ball, move drive the offense against elite defenses? I don't know. Yeah, still still a question to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, the Saints are doing really interesting stuff with uh, with Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. Uh, yeah, it's fun. That's what Sean Payton's kind of known for, right? Offensive guy. Yep. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, the only other thing I can think of is uh, some MLB changes now that the season is over for a lot of teams. The Cubs fired Madden. Uh, let's see, the... Who am I? Uh, someone else got fired. Osmus? Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah, Brad Osmus got fired by the Angels after one year. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was talking about this with my coworker today. It, baseball seems like the sport where the manager has the least influence over if they win or lose. I mean, I'd say it's MLB and NBA. Uh, the GM, I'd say, is more important in both cases, but... It's crazy. It, it seems crazy to me to fire a baseball manager after one season. Like, what can they really do? Unless it's some like egregious in-game decisions. Yeah, that's just bizarre. But uh, yeah, the, the Joe Madden firing is a big story for Cubs fans for sure. Um, again, that's you know, it's not Madden's fault that the Ricketts didn't pay the money to get the guys to to win again. But whatever. Um, what a. It is what it is. What's up? Yeah. Who do you want the uh, chancellor to? I mean, sorry, not the oh, chancellor. Who do you want the man- Cubs to hire for the manager? I don't care. I'm an Astros fan. You're officially an Astro fan. Yeah, of course. I live here. I want to go to the parade when we win this year. 
Let's see. Let's let's. But while we're here, let's pick the wild card games because we got wild cards games coming up on Wednesday, right? All right. Uh, So actually, there's one tomorrow, huh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. October first, NL wild card: Brewers at Nationals starts at eight oh eight your time. Uh, Brewers. Yellick is out. I yeah. assume Scherzer's pitching for Washington. Yeah, so I think I think yeah, I think you're right. Picking Nationals on that one. Tampa Bay at Oakland. Actually, a pretty interesting matchup. Um, both those teams have been sneaky good this season. Give me. I'll take Oakland because they're at home. So I'm picking both home teams in these games. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, let's see for the. Series coming up after this. Let's see. You got the winner of the Brewers Nationals versus the Dodgers. You got the Cards versus the Braves. Oh, that's gonna be good. Um, that 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 should be a good series. Uh, and then you got the winner of the Rays A's versus Houston. That's actually should be a good series as well. Uh, Houston's had a lot of trouble with Oakland this season, so. Um, you know, they're they're going to be pulling for the Rays around here on a Wednesday. Um, let's see. Sorry, video started playing. I was very confused there. And then the other AL series is uh the Twins versus the Yankees. That's some it's some good playoff matches. Uh one more thing, John, before I let you go. Did you see what happened last week? in that Rangers-Red Sox game where neither team was trying to win. Yes, it's all about statistics. That was very fake news. No, that was hilarious. I love baseball for the shit like that. Both teams were eliminated. They were trying to get Mike Miner to 200 strikeouts. Uh, the Red Sox were trying to stop them. They were contact swinging. Uh, in return, the Rangers were dropping pop-ups uh in foul territory in the ninth inning very funny stuff you got the 200 strikeout that's i i love baseball for crap like that that's very funny uh speaking of i saw old miss it was ranked like the number two best recruiting class in baseball or something so get excited for that john they uh they talked about in the alabama game about how ely and Plumley could be the two of the starting outfielders so you know yeah yeah because they, they know exactly what they're talking about oh i'm sure yeah the, the, god i hated i ah, cbs crew is even worse with Vern retired i yeah. cannot stand gary danielson oh my god that's terrible i i re- honestly hope we don't play another cbs game this year i just hate listening to those guys um other than that i mean that's about it for now we are about a month and a few days maybe five weeks away from kermit getting started again you know the big basketball story today i think was it kind of finally came out i had no idea about this but apparently blake henson has been dealing with some uh some medical issues some sort of um you know blood blood cell problem or something it's not clear right now but they're hoping that he's going to be cleared to play in the next month or so um it would be a loss for sure henson got a lot of playing experience last year as a freshman But the team is deeper, you know. He, he's a great kid. I really hope that that he can play and and do well and improve because I really liked watching him last year. So, uh, you know, thoughts thoughts to Blake. Hope he's doing hope he's doing better. Hope things look up for him. But overall, super excited about this upcoming basketball season. We will talk more about that team as the season gets closer. But uh, you know, it's it's almost fall here, so I guess it is fall now. But we're getting into the part of fall where football and basketball overlap. So. That's very exciting. I think we've said everything there is to say this week, John. We uh, kind of laid out the stakes for Ole Miss this weekend. It's, uh, it's a must-win game for sure. If they want to even pretend like there's any chance of getting to six wins, this has to be win number three, chance to get back to 500. It's a home game, all that stuff. You know, build off the Alabama game like we said. So I guess we'll see. But for now, John, you got anything else you want to uh, you want to say this week? No. Good to go for my end. Enjoyed right. it. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a pleasure, John. Thank you for updating me on the Chancellor search. I feel uh, truly stupider for having heard once again about some some dumb decision being made by the IHL. So thank you for that. Uh, but for now, that'll do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening. For John, I'm Justin. We'll talk to you again next week. Then we go be all right.